Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome back, Cojourners. I am so glad that you're here, and I'm excited. We have a poem from Folu. And for those who are new to homecoming, I invite you to write your poems about your homecoming journey and send them to me at homecomingpodcast at gmail.com. And Folu's poem is entitled, I Once Dreamt of Being Here. I once dreamt of being here. Now I can dream here, even though it takes so much to be here fighting every fear and jeer that I don't belong here. Every prolonged stare and trying not to care about the woman who touched my hair or the man who wondered where I came from, where I come from. Because I once dreamed of being here and now I work to be here, but not just in the library, as I tend to my mentality in accepting the reality that behind every essay that I write is a fight to be here. And I win because I once dreamt of being here, now I dare to dream here. Yes. Oh my goodness. Folu, I love your poem and it is right in sync with our topic for today. And today we are talking about overcoming imposter syndrome. And so you really brought to life that experience of dreaming about being somewhere, whether it is a workplace, an educational institution, in a relationship, in a context, an environment that once felt so far away. And then you find yourself there and battle with the sense of not belonging. And so this imposter syndrome can be a belief that a fear that you're going to let everyone down, including yourself. So this fear that you are not enough, that fear uh, that failure is inevitable, that you don't have it in you to succeed, either to succeed in love, to succeed in your career, to succeed in your education. And anytime you have an experience of success, you attribute it to Uh, you were just lucky, or it must have been easy, or everybody can do it. And so even when things go well, there is an inability to really see it, recognize it, and celebrate it. When you have an imposter syndrome, uh, there is also the tendency to negate anything that you are good at. Right. So the things that you do accomplish, uh, you don't think they matter. You don't believe they are significant. You would envy 
gifts or talents or skills that others have, but don't really see the good, the value, the worth in the skills, knowledge that you have. There can also, with the imposter syndrome, be this constant fear that people are going to discover that you don't know enough or that you are not good enough, uh, that you are not deserving, that you are not worthy. And so uh, this feeling that you have to always hide and disguise yourself and that at any moment, if people ask the right question or if you say the wrong thing or wear the wrong clothes that suddenly everyone is going to know that you are not deserving of being here. And this fear uh, can also lead to what we call catastrophizing where uh, little things become a catastrophe in our own minds uh, because there is this sense of perfectionism that I have to get everything right. I have to say everything right. I have to speak with the right tone. I have to have the right clothes. I have to know everything and never fall short in any way uh, that not knowing or failure or uh, imperfection becomes intolerable because it becomes equated with a sense of unworthiness. Now, I do want to say uh, in terms of where imposter syndrome comes from, that there is uh, an internal reality that we usually see when I describe those symptoms, right, of the fear. But we have to also recognize the external reality of what created uh, that sense of insecurity, what uh, created that fear and that dread uh, that sense of shame and stigma. And uh, often it has been your experiences with other people. So for those who are um, marginalized, they, that feeling of being an imposter can come as a result of low representation. Uh, so if you are one of a few Black people, Latinos, uh, Asians, uh, Native Americans in a specific space, then the climate of that place uh, can be hostile toward you. Uh, there can be the assumption from other people that you are undeserving. And so then that becomes internalized for you um, of also feeling undeserving. And so you want to interrogate what is the seed, what is the root of this fear I have or this sense of unworthiness I have. Uh, not only for those who are underrepresented by race or ethnicity, uh, but also by gender. If you are in a field uh, that is predominantly men and you uh, show up as uh, a woman or someone who is uh, gender nonconforming, there can be this, I'm looking around and I don't see a lot of uh, reflections of myself in this place. And so there is a weight that comes with that, a, a greater sense of uh, responsibility of not wanting to let people down and feeling like it's not just you on the line, um, but that you represent your whole community. That if you do well, that people may believe that your community can do well. And on the uh, other hand, if you stumble, if you have difficulty, if there's something you don't know, uh, the fear that that will be attributed 
uh, to all women or attribute it to all people of color uh, or attribute it from everyone from that neighborhood, from that community, from that particular school, right? And so I want you to be aware that while you may struggle with this sense of imposter syndrome, uh, in many cases, it did not originate with you, right? The insecurity didn't start with you that sometimes we are in environments that are hostile, that are unwelcoming, that are unaccepting. And so that can create or magnify, intensify this feeling that you do not belong. For others who may not be from underrepresented or marginalized groups, uh, sometimes it may be the messaging uh, that you received growing up. And so the adults in your life uh, communicated to you that you're not that smart or you're not that cute or um, you're, you're not the, the chosen one, right? You are not uh, the one that people celebrate or the one that people believe in, uh, then that can chip away at your self-esteem or even dismantle it. And so sometimes you're having to fight through that programming, fight through those messages of unworthiness, yes? So we want to think about where are the spaces as we as we are on this homecoming journey? Where are the spaces that you don't feel you belong? Where are the spaces where you question if you are good enough, uh, smart enough, talented enough, uh, beautiful enough, deserving? You know, uh, and thinking about is it the place where you work? Um, if you're a student and uh, Folu in her poem made reference to the library, right? Are there different spaces, particular places you go where it really raises your sense of like, I'm not deserving of being here. Uh, for some of you that imposter syndrome may show up in your faith community, in your religious or spiritual community, if you feel like if people knew the truth about my struggle, about my journey, um, about my shortcomings, perhaps they uh, would not accept me. Uh, perhaps uh, people would decide that I uh, was not even deserving or worthy of being in this space. And then perhaps now you may have internalized that script, a feeling uh, that uh, spiritually or in your uh, religious space, feeling like you don't belong. And so wherever it shows up for you, we want to first tune in uh, to that reality, right? To that experience and uh, to consider what the roots of it are, um, if it is in your history or your past, or, and or it can be, as I mentioned, things that are happening in your present circumstance, in your present setting that is giving you that feedback or uh, that belief or that insecurity. Um, if you are in a dysfunctional or unhealthy relationship or friendship, you may be told directly um, or made to feel that you are hard to love, um, that you are hard to uh, appreciate, that it is um, a labor, a chore, an obligation 
to be around you as opposed to an enjoyment, a delight, an honor, uh, to be able to uh, do life with you, yes? So where are the places where you may have that sense that you don't belong or fit in or are not seen as good enough? Where did those messages come from? And then what effect has that had on you, right? So if for some, it creates this sense of fear and anxiety, you may deal with panic attacks. For others, there may be a sense of avoidance, right? That you're afraid you're going to fail anyway. And so it's better to just uh, drop out. It is um, better to just um, stop showing up. It is better to walk away instead of waiting for someone to show you the door. And so have you been affected with anxiety, with avoidance, with depression? right? Feeling that sense of despair or hopelessness? Uh, has it shown up for you in busyness and perfectionism, right? This idea of like, I always have to be twice as good, three times as good. And so you may find yourself with difficulty sleeping, grinding your teeth at night. You may find yourself checking and rechecking everything that you do. You may have somatic complaints where you feel it in your body, right? Uh, just even when you think about going to work tomorrow, you might get that sense of being sick in the stomach. Or when you think about walking on that campus uh, in the aftermath of COVID, you know, just the idea of being in those places may give you a migraine. Um, or when you think about being in a love relationship, a romantic relationship, you may find yourself breaking out in a sweat, heart beating really quickly uh, because your body, your heart, your mind, your spirit uh, doesn't feel safe, doesn't feel secure. And so you can see why it would be important for us to not only cope with the imposter syndrome, but to work through it so that we can be present for ourselves and present with our lives. And so one of the things that is helpful when we think about the imposter syndrome is to try and shift away from constant comparison. And we had an earlier episode you can look up about uh, comparing yourself to other people. But it is important to know we all have assets. We all have a contribution that we bring to a table, that we bring to the space. And so there may be people in that space who know some things you don't know, and that doesn't mean you are undeserving, right? There are some uh, knowledge that you do come with. There are some skills you come with. There are experiences you come with, and there is the gift of learning, right? There's the gift of I don't know it now, but I can learn it, right? I can study it. I can ask questions. And so uh, just because someone has a skill that I do not have doesn't mean at their core that's a better person than me, right? It doesn't mean that uh, they are more uh, deserving uh, of a good life, of happiness, of peace, of joy, because they know how to do this particular thing. But instead to be able to 
celebrate what other people have, what assets they have, as you can recognize and celebrate what you come with, what your abilities are, what your knowledge base is, what your experience, your lived experience. And often we take for granted the things we know about and we can dismiss them as not a big deal, right? Because you have always known it. So it's not a challenge for you, right? Um, so it requires really a shifting of perspective to even be able to recognize what you know and to see the value in it, right? To see that as important, right? That you have an important contribution. And so uh, we want to shift away from the comparison, recognize what we have, what we carry, recognize and appreciate what other people carry, and to know uh, that learning is a lifelong journey, right? So there are going to be people who have some information. Oh, I'm not familiar with that. Or who is that name you said? I never heard of that person. And, and then I can look it up, right? I can look it up. I can learn. I can study. And that's as opposed to um, a deficit that can be uh, a sense of uh, excitement and joy. So we want to first recognize uh, that to see that I belong, to believe I belong, means I don't have to compare myself constantly to other people. Instead, I can appreciate uh, what all of us bring, and it's a buffet, right? I don't have what you have, and you don't have what I have. Another important thing which can be liberating is recognizing you're not the only one who feels like they don't belong, right? You may be the only one of your category, right? So you may be the only woman in that space, the only Black person in that space, the uh, only person that uh, doesn't have a college degree in that space, whatever it is. Um, but to know there are people who are present, who are going through the motions and who may look super confident, but are struggling on the inside uh, in a similar way, maybe not identical, but in a similar way than you that we can't always tell, right? Just like when people look at you, they may not always know the panic, the dread, the stress, the insecurity that you are carrying, and you can't always see theirs. What we like to say is you wear it well, right? <laughs> we wear it well. You might get dressed up. You might put on makeup. You might have your little presentation, what have you. But on the inside, uh, there can be this panic that not everyone can see. And if you were to look around the room, and have special eyes, spiritual eyes, psychological eyes, you know, you would know and you would see that there are others who are fighting through that as well. So I invite you to consider that not everyone is coasting and you're the only one drowning, that many times uh, and in many spaces, people are doing a good job covering it up like you often may do as well. So we know we don't need to constantly compete or compare that we are not the only ones that are struggling with it. And then to be kind and patient and compassionate with yourself. Sometimes we are so hard on ourselves. 
we can be the biggest critics of ourselves. And so to treat yourself with kindness, to be mindful about what are the things that you are saying about yourself and thinking about yourself and making a decision to shift to shift the script, to rewrite the script, right? That I do not want to keep saying, I'm so stupid or I'm so dumb or I'm never gonna get it. I wanna take that language out of my script, right? And so, you know, uh, when I change the script, I still want it to be honest. So it may be, oh, I have a lot to learn, right? Um, you know, I didn't have the same preparation that some people had, but I'm going to get support. I'm going to get help. I'm going to figure it out, right? I'm going to figure it out. And so to um, appreciate yourself, to be gentle with yourself. Sometimes we have this idea that tough love is going to solve everything. And I promise you, there are many people who were treated in a tough way who were treated in a harsh way and it did not make them thrive. You know, there's this idea about, oh, the harder you are on people, that's how you make people successful. Uh, that doesn't work with everyone. For many people, it breaks their spirits and then they feel like, you know, I'm, I'm a failure, so I might as well give up, I might as well quit. So we want to release the idea that harshness is the way for you to uh, soar and instead to try a little gentleness, try a little self-compassion, try to have some patience with yourself and to affirm yourself. Along those lines, I want to encourage you to start monitoring and taking note of your successes. I mentioned in the definition around imposter syndrome is often we dismiss the things we do well. And I invite you to really start paying attention, you know, not just to where was the struggle, but what was the part that uh, came easy to you? Or what was the part that you knew when they mentioned it, you were already familiar with that. You had heard about that before. Um, what was the opportunity that you had um, to, to say something and you had the courage and you spoke up. Um, and so to really begin uh, to monitor, to track, to acknowledge uh, your wins, right? Your wins. And that will help to change the narrative and the stress that you are holding in your mind and in your body. So along with releasing the constant comparison, being compassionate toward yourself, knowing you're not the only one struggling, monitoring and, and keeping uh, a track or keeping attention toward your successes and your wins. And then I want to uh, encourage you to release perfectionism, that you don't have to be perfect. And I know I can hear some of you pushing back saying, you, you know, yes, I do. Yes, I do. And uh, perfection robs you of your successes and your humanity. Perfectionism robs you. Uh, so even when you succeed, you'll say, well, it was okay, but it wasn't good enough. Like nothing is ever good enough. And I want to invite you to reject that idea. 
I want to invite you to consider another possibility that I don't have to be perfect to belong. I don't have to be perfect to be worthy or deserving. I don't have to be perfect to accept myself and even to be not only acceptable, but uh, worthy of celebration and appreciation. And so when you feel yourself, when you hear yourself going into that perfectionism mode, that you take note of what you got right, you give yourself grace for the things that may have fallen through the cracks, and you learn from it, right? So I didn't uh, get a hundred, right? But how can I learn from what happened? Learn about my study habits, learn about you know what I need to pay attention to next time, learn about uh, the areas that I don't really understand and I need to seek some support and information about, um, which takes us to the next one. When you're dealing with imposter syndrome, being willing to seek out help, to seek out mentorship, uh, to seek out wisdom from people in that space or in other spaces who have dealt with a similar circumstance. So it may be people who can help you with the knowledge base, or it may be people who can talk to you about how they navigated being in spaces where they were the only one or where they were one of you or how they dealt with racial harassment or sexual harassment, uh, how they dealt with people making comments about immigrants, how they navigated those waters. And so uh, you do not have to be uh, a one-person army, right? You want to seek out support, guidance, mentorship, uh, so that you can uh, sustain and not only sustain, so that you can succeed and even soar. There are people who have knowledge, experience, wisdom that will be helpful to you. There are people, and if the first person you ask um, doesn't have the time or um, is not open in that way, you know, to not give up because of that one person, you know, they may have a lot on their plate or they may have some other issues going on. So, you know, I seek it out someplace else. And so uh, being willing to ask and ex ask for help and accept help will help to disrupt that imposter syndrome. And then it is important uh to give yourself understanding about the reason you feel like you don't belong. Uh, meaning, right, if it is not all in your mind that either it makes sense, I'm having these insecurities um, because, you know, the way I grew up or, you know, the, the schooling that I had didn't fully prepare me in the same ways that some people were prepared, um, or I'm getting messages in this place that people really doubt my gifts or don't really want me here. And so, of course, I'm having some panic or some stress or some insecurity. And so I invite you to give yourself understanding instead of judging yourself for the feeling or judging yourself harshly for the insecurity, right? That instead I can look back in the past and I can also look around in this present circumstance to understand what is fueling that, 
right? What is creating that? What is sustaining that? Uh, so that when I feel it, I can acknowledge it. And then I can uh, be intentional about doing things to soothe and encourage myself, uh, but without all the judgment and condemnation, right? And so along with that, you know, there's that phrase of do it afraid, right? Do it afraid that even if you are feeling like I'm not sure I belong here, but I'm here. So I'm, I'm going to step into it that, um, you know, you're walking around that campus post COVID. <laughs> you're walking around and you may not see a lot of faces that look like you, uh, but you are so deserving and they are blessed for you to be there. You, you bring uh, your own experience, your own culture, your heritage, uh, your gender, uh, your disability, you bring that um, to the table. You are an asset, yes? And so, you know, when you're walking around that job site and you, you know, don't feel like uh, you see a lot of yourself represented or you don't feel um, totally confident, the, the way we build our confidence, and we have an episode on building confidence, is the more you do something, the more confident you feel. So, you know, you, you keep at it doing, if oral presentations stress you out and make you feel like you don't belong, as you do them more. And I remember um, a, a young woman who was sharing, she didn't know until she got a job that she was gonna have to do like these weekly briefings. So she was so scared. But as she started doing them every week, Within a couple of months, she didn't think so much about it. It just was something she had to do. And so she figured it out. And so uh, to not say to yourself, I'm going to wait until I feel confident and then I'll try. But even with the insecurity to show up, even with the insecurity to uh, raise your hand, to even with the insecurity to be present, uh, to volunteer, to say yes to the open door and um, no, I will get something out of the experience. It may not be perfection and, you know, uh, it may, it's not going to be perfection. And yet uh, I can gain, I can learn, I can grow. And so I'm not going to hide in the shadows. I'm going to actually show up. And so along those lines, I really want uh, us to consider when you hang back uh, to not just say it's my personality or not just to say um, humility is important. If what's really keeping you in the shadows um, is fear um, or other people telling you you don't belong, uh, then that is not your truth, right? Your fear is a feeling, but it's not the truth of who you are. Um, and other people uh, being dismissive, um, looking down on you, not believing in you, that is not your identity. That is their opinion, yes? So we wanna reclaim our self-definition so that even when I'm in an environment of people who do not believe I am deserving, that I want to tap into that inner well and affirm myself. I want to tap into my spirituality 
and nourish and feed my spirit. I want to find community in that place or outside of that space so that I am reminded there are people uh, who believe in me, who are cheering for me, who are praying for me, who want me to win, right? And that I don't have to even be perfect for them, yes? And so I am appreciative of you being where you are on the journey, uh, recognizing and acknowledging that there may be aspects of your life, areas of your life in which you struggle with imposter syndrome. And uh, a part of that may be fueled from the story you tell yourself. And a part of that may be fueled by the stories that other people have told you or the ways other people have treated you. But I want you to know uh, your experiences, your painful or negative experiences, your disappointments, your failures, your rejections, they are a part of your story, but they are not the fullness of your story. And you carry within you gift, knowledge, wisdom, insight, talent, and it will be a gift to others when you let your light shine and it is a gift to you for you not to hide your light all the time, for you to find and create spaces of belonging and to show up even when it is challenging. And to do that, we have to really be intentional about nourishing our spirits, because I will say, Dealing with imposter syndrome creates emotional labor, invisible labor that other people uh, don't see all that you have to fight through just to show up. Uh, but I want to say here in this homecoming community of co-journers that we see each other, right? We see each other. We can feel for each other and that it is so important that we get to realize the fullness of all that we carry, that we get to not just survive, but to flourish, to thrive, even with the imperfections. So I'm excited for you, and I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home, you belong here. 